You've seen those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? Your move, creep. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Film Feast podcast. I'm your host, Matt Bledsoe. Uh, this week, we are talking about Tombstone from 1993. Uh, help me talk about it. I am joined by a friend of the show, a first-time guest of the show, but you may have heard him on podcasts such as Shock and Awe and the uh, You Could Have Been a Blood Fist movie podcast. He's one of the nicest guys on Twitter. It's Andy Gorham. Andy, how you doing? Oh, great, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass you with the ni- one of the nicest guys on Twitter. Oh, no, thing. I... I've heard that my whole life. People are like, you're just so nice. I'm like, well, everybody else is so mean. So I'll just be nice. <laughs> and not every way, of course. But yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. There's always some people don't like people. But I yeah, I, I have the thing, too. I'm just people are like, you're so nice. And that's that's all I'm trying to do, because why be mean? Really? It's like I feel like it, it takes, takes way more, more energy. energy to be mean. Yes, it's just it easy to be nice. I don't get it. Just yeah. <laughs> if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um. Oh, so, well, I'm happy you're here. Uh, I've been talking about doing this for a while. Um, and I think this movie in particular we've talked about for a couple months. So we're finally doing mm-hmm. it. So it's exciting. <laughs> so Yes, very um, much so. Yeah, so I guess uh, I, I just want to ask you kind of a general question. People, if you haven't been on this show before, people don't know your taste. I, I think you're you're part of Action Twitter, I would say. So, but what, do you, what are your overall movie tastes? Are you mostly an action guy? Do you watch like everything? Like Oh, sure. Um <laughs> That's tough because like Star Wars is my like, you know, you know me, Star Wars is my oh, main, yeah, yeah my yeah. main love. But yeah, in terms of movies, action, but I do watch everything like uh, I love comedy, uh, a good, a good drama when the mood hits, you know, um, but uh, action is kind of my main go to. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll watch anything and everything um, just because. I like watching movies. I like watching TV. My mm-hmm. my wife is not a watcher at all. Like she would just oh. as soon read. So you, she's usually <laughs> sitting next to me reading while I'm watching, and I'm like tapping. I'm like, babe, check it out. And she's like, I'll I'll watch it eventually because you watch the same things over and over again. I'm like, I know you'll get it eventually. So <laughs> that is funny. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it's I my girlfriend like she will watch stuff, but she is obsessed with TikTok. Like I feel like oh you know my of- yeah. Right. Okay. She sends me so many TikToks, and I'm like, I'll I'll watch them eventually. <laughs> yes, she's sending me. T- I'm not on TikTok at all, so I, I have the app, but I never use it. Mostly, if people send me stuff. I can open the app, and I I don't want to generalize at all. Make this like a weird feminine or misogynist thing, but I'm saying like I feel like me and a lot of other friends are like, aren't your wives or girlfriends obsessed with TikTok? Yes, but none of us have it. It's this divide. I don't know. And they said, I mean, they're funny. There's a lot of funny TikToks, but it's like. She's saying they're like scrolling and you can just scroll endlessly hours upon hours because they just keep coming. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how do you ever stop? It's like a feeder button. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> right. But but yeah, no, she will still watch stuff. But that's her. 
that's her thing i feel like is you know and i'm kind of like look at this cool part and she's like oh sorry there's a tiktok uh but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting because i'm just like i'm not interested i'm under, i want to watch a movie but I, you know different times i'm not going to judge yep. anybody tiktok exactly right now. So, mm-hmm. like, so um but yeah so before we get into uh tombstone and all this stuff because we talked a little before we just started recording there's a lot of behind the a scenes stuff about tombstone. <laughs> there's a lot to talk about um so I just want to ask, as I ask most people, uh, what have you seen lately? Anything good, anything bad, mediocre? Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, most of it's good because I, 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 I also cast a wide net. I've always been laughed at by my friends. They're like, you really don't hate on anything. I was like, well, you don't hear me talk about what I don't like because it's not worth <laughs> my time. Plus, yes. I find something to like about everything because I'm one of those guys that I wanted to draw comic books. So but I was never put the effort into it. But oh, then wow. when you when you when you try and you see something that actually gets published and people are like that art sucks. I was like, uh, that took that guy like 80 hours or that person 80 hours to do. That's better than I could do. So therefore, why should I crap on it? So <laughs> that's kind of how I look at movies and, t- you know, TV shows and things like that. So um, as you've seen, I'd started a uh, a James Bond rewatch, me and Chris. Uh, oh, yes. By the show. A few people were doing this. A few, yeah. yeah, a few people were. But uh, Chris kind of spawned. I was kind of thinking about it. And then when he's just like, all right, I'm just going to do it, too. And I'm going to beat him. I'm going to finish it before he does, <laughs> which is my goal. Um, so, yeah, I watched uh, the first two because uh, I'm going in order. The last time I did it was the 50th uh, oh, Bond okay. uh-huh. anniversary. And I kind of went just picked and choose as I wanted to watch them. Mm. But this time I'm going specifically in chronological order. So I watched the first two. So just recently finished uh, from uh, from. Russia with love. So, which is my favorite Connery if I'm. Oh, okay. That, that was my next question. So yeah, oh, yeah. I was going to ask, I, Oh, it's hard to pick my favorite Connery. Cause I like most of his stuff, except I, I'm not a fan of diamonds are forever. I, I just saw that one recently for the first time last year. Mm. And I was like, Oh, okay. This will be what I'm talking about this. One. Yeah. He's <laughs> that, sleepwalking through that one for sure. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little a great bit. theme song though. It's got a great mm-hmm. best wonderful theme, theme song. songs, but my God, that movie just has to be <laughs> negative right away. But, uh, I, for Russia Love is great. Um, go, I mean, probably Goldfinger. I, I almost forgot for a second about Goldfinger. <laughs> I, like, I know that's my favorite. Comedy, yeah, but next up um, for me for sure. Um, it's funny because you guys have been doing this. I think James, our uh, TJ Mackey, mm-hmm. uh, has been doing this too. And I keep seeing you guys watching Bond movies. And I want to start doing it again because November feels like Bond season. And I was doing this last year. I was going through them chronologically. I made it really far. But I was in the thick of like the Roger Moore bonds and he's just not my boss. Oh, I get it. Okay. And I have two. I'm like, I have two left to get out of the Moore era. And I can't like muster up the energy to I'm like, I don't want to watch. I think it's Octopussy and oh my God, what's the last one he did? Live and Let Die. Uh, No, uh, a view, a view to a kill. Oh, view to a kill. kill. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So those are my last two, two of which I don't think I've ever actually seen from them. You Uh, know what? I think you'll actually like them there. I mean, I find, you know, Roger Moore is fun because he knows what his bond is and he just plays into it. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah. they can they can be a slog to get through if you're not in that mindset of being campy. But uh, the last one, I mean, Christopher Walken is the villain and he plays a heck of a bad guy. So I think you'll like that aspect of it. Yeah, that's, um, I'm excited to see if you do a kill for that. Another has another great theme song. I think. Another great theme song. Totally. <laughs> um, I just but I really want to get to the Dalton movies because I remember as a kid, I liked those because they were kind of more like 80s action movies totally yeah and i'm way more into that kind of like kind of tougher grittier bond than more bond and there's just so many roger moore bond so it's like once you're in it you're just like okay (laughs) you're there for 15 years (laughs) you're there for so long and it's like oh 
but you guys are inspiring me. I might actually finish this up soon because I'd watched all the Brosnan Bonds because we mm. did Goldeneye a year or two ago. Yep. So I might just skip over those and go straight back to the uh, Daniel Craig Bonds, which are some of my favorite. But mm. um, you're, you're getting the itch is being <laughs> is there for Bonds. So um, <laughs> yes, good luck on your rewatch. I would, oh, I thank how long you, sir. It take I you to it. Uh, get through all these. <laughs> well, when I put my mind to something, I, I am a, a binger. So I can sit there and I'll be, you know, if I put my mind to it, I'll, I'll do it. It's just, again, keeping up with it because you know new stuff comes out and you want to watch that and then at the same time you're like, oh i got to finish my rewatch so you know i'll do yeah. it though just so i can beat chris <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some motivation um so okay besides bond what, what else you got <laughs> uh let's see what else did i watch um i watched um well i showed my my dad um uh um accident man hit man's holiday Oh, nice. Uh, okay. he, he's not the biggest action. I mean, he loves action, but he's more of a old school like Sylvester Stallone, Arnold oh, guy. Right. <laughs> um, and it's like action nowadays for him is just like it's too fancy. It's too this or that. Or <laughs> or he actually thinks that John John Wick is too violent. I was like, what? Oh, come on, Dad. What's wrong with you? Um, so, yeah, I showed him that he 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 laughed a little bit at it and he liked the fight. He like he can respect the amount of effort that goes into the fight scene. So. Um, but for me, that's one of my top action movies of the year so far. I'm glad you brought this up because it was actually on my list of three movies I want to talk about. So um, oh, nice. You already brought it up. So I yeah, I watched it actually right after October because I was like, all right, mm-hmm. Halloween season's over. Get back <laughs> some other stuff. I kind of been putting it off because it came out in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Mike Scott made the case. You could still make it work because it's a scary clown. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> but I, I held off. Um, I really liked it. I was super impressed by the fight scene, especially near the end. They, I was like, I wasn't really clocking it, but after a while, I was like, man, these fights have been going on for a very long time. But it was mm-hmm. like an impressive, like I was like, wow, they are just putting everything into these these couple last couple of fights. Um, Scott Atkins is great in it. I feel like it shows off like everything he can do as an actor. Um, I liked this like colorful cast of uh, assassins coming after him. It was very fun. Um, yeah, it's no, it's really good. I really liked it. I'm like, man, every time it's like one of those things you see Scott Atkins in, you're like, man, this guy should be an even bigger star because he just can do like everything. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I really enjoyed it too. I'm glad you glad you liked it. Yeah, me too. It's it, it took everything that I loved about the first one and just amped it up to the next level. So, yeah, you know, not um, not and I'll be honest, not all of the shit humor works. Sometimes it's a little much, but it's still funny. That was um, my <laughs> one like negative. I think I told somebody it was like not all the humor works, but like I appreciate. Some of it, I appreciate the, just the fun vibe of it. The vibe mm-hmm. is very like, you know, we're just having a good time. And yeah. but then the fights are taken very seriously. It's not like the fights are a yep. goof, like, you know, so um, yeah, it's it's a good time. I uh, I liked it. I did like it more than the first one. I liked the first one a lot. It's probably one mm-hmm. of my favorite Scott Atkins movies. Now, this is probably down to my top five, I would say. <laughs> so Me too. Um, okay. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I did watch, um, I'll, this is very rare for me. I won't, <laughs> it, um, in, in terms of something I, I watched that didn't quite click with me, but I okay. watched that movie Blackout on Netflix starring uh, Josh Dumel, or is it okay. Dumel, however you pronounce I, his name? Yeah, I uh, I had seen this come up on Twitter because yeah. whoever brought it up had, I think, tagged like everybody in action Twitter and got my <laughs> attention. Much. And yeah. the poster got my attention because the poster is a direct ripoff of, I think, John Wick 3, that poster? Two or, John Wick two? two or three where he's staying there and there's all the guns around him. I was like, 
what is this <laughs> plagiarism i was like this is an exact cite your source blackout yeah cite your source so yeah i kind of it got me intrigued but then i saw the ratings reviews were very bad but i i didn't know if that was just you know i didn't know what that was so i'm curious right. your thoughts on it okay i it didn't really resonate with me um dumel puts in the work and he looks great okay so there's that mm-hmm. um there, there's some moments in it where I'm like, okay, cool. But it's just for me. And I don't want to be one of those fighting or film, you know, film nerds where I'm like, it's shot weird and it's edited bad and it's this <laughs> and it's that, but it does take any of the, the fun that could have been had and the hard work out of it for, for me. Oh, okay. um, and it's just one of those things where I'm like the, you know, you come off of watching something like accident man too. And it's not fair to compare things, but at the mm-hmm. same time, when you just come off of watching something that, People put their heart, blood, sweat, and tears, and not that Blackout didn't, but that somebody wasn't there to at least move a camera in a dynamic way to enhance what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, without shaking it up and doing things like that. So, and the 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 story tries to be too clever for what it is. I'm like, come on, we're just this is what Netflix. <laughs> I mean, to be fair though, this is what Netflix should be doing. They should be putting out movies like this. They should be like the new canon from the eighties. Yes, so, I would love that. And, yeah, <laughs> and I don't, I don't need eighteen different twists. Just, just give me one. Right, it's fine. <laughs> or not. Just yeah, no, no twist. The premise I read, and it very straightforward. It was like I think it was like a guy wakes up and Josh Mal wakes up in the hospital. I think he has no memory or doesn't know how he got there, and then he's fighting a bunch of guys. Yeah. You don't need much. I mean, just you can reveal why he's there, but you don't need all this stuff. I'm like, just have a straight up action movie. I think it's like 80 minutes long too. Yeah, how much? Perfect length. <laughs> like, why have so many things, things going for it? And I'm watching it. I was like, why am I not loving this? And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's okay. I guess they're, you know, they're not all going to hit for me, but I'm glad that it hit for others that it, it, it did. So yeah. Right. It's good to bring it to people's attention because these things don't get a lot of attention from, from Netflix. So uh, nobody even heard about it. I mean, I half, of our, <laughs> half of all, you know, all of our friends were like, uh, this is out. Didn't even know this was coming out. And I was like, I know Netflix <laughs> only, only promote stranger things. And uh, apparently Ryan, uh, Ryan Johnson, crime, th- crime thrillers. <laughs> <laughs> well, they paid a lot of money for that. Crime uh, they better be. Yeah. They, they, they should be constantly talking about that. That's yeah. They say they don't have the energy. And then if more than like one thing a week or two, like I, I think all their promotions in that, uh, Enola Holmes 2, which I still barely knew was coming out because it has Millie right. Bobby Brown from like, oh, Stranger Things, you know, promote that. Um, Henry Campbell's and, in it, Superman's in it, and we don't right. hear a thing about it. Like <laughs> Bananas, they, I don't know. I don't know what they do over at Netflix, but we nope. <laughs> complained about them plenty. Um, but yeah, good to at least tell people because you don't even know sometimes the stuff is out. So, um, exactly. okay, I may push that one a little farther back on my watch list then because I put it on there. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm interested, but, um, you know, maybe one night I'm feeling like a down and dirty kind of dtv action movie thing maybe i'll go for that but sure um okay uh anything else or hmm. man i just i there's so many oh i did watch uh lost uh lost bullet 2 on netflix last night actually because uh strange story we were supposed to go see um with some friends um uh wakanda forever but we get there and it was in 3d and oh half of the half of the group that i'm there with have glasses and they 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 can't stand 3d and i don't like it anymore either and my friend who bought the tickets even checked because this happened to us before um and we like got there we all sat sat down and then half of the theater to get up and go get glasses because nobody knew it was 3d oh so he like checked three three times and they said it wasn't and then we get there and there's people handing out glasses and we were like okay so we went and changed tickets for today so i'll be seeing that tonight at nine 
And then I, I got home and I was like, well, that sucked. What am I going to do? Let's watch Lost Bullet 2. And oh <laughs> my gosh, if Blackout didn't hit with me, Lost Bullet 2 hit everything for me. It was great. <laughs> okay. I I didn't know about the first one until recently because the second one was coming out and I I put it on my list. I was like, I got to watch the first Lost Bullet. I saw some clips, I think, from the second one. It looked amazing. There was some car chase stuff that was bananas like the most insane practical stars or car stunts you will see oh my god okay well that mm-hmm. really helps sell it so um yeah that sounds awesome okay i i need to i need to check both those out then the first and the second one um yeah that's weird about wakanda forever the 3d thing like um, super weird i don't how do you not promote that more it's like or tell make it clearer this is a 3d viewing and i hate those too i wish i could watch up in 3d but i have glasses and my eyesight's god awful and i put like 3d glasses on i feel like you know, it's just not, it does not work for me. <laughs> well, guess what? I have my visions fine. And even then for me, I'm like, everything looks muddied. Everything oh, looks yeah. this and that. And I'm just like, it's not a fun way to watch a movie. And uh, yeah. so apparently when my friend was over there politely and he, he didn't blame anybody because it's not the actual theater's fault. Cause apparently the website, when they checked it said it was 2d. Oh, <laughs> so there was something with the website going uh-huh. on. And there was a part of me, I was like, look, we're in a digital age. If, more than half of the theaters complaining. Can't you just flip a switch and show a non 3D version of it? But I know that <laughs> that's me going. That's, there's got to be an easier way to do this. Plus, I wanted to see it, and now I have to come back the next day. But yeah, I uh, I won't get to see it till next weekend. I'm really bummed. I want to see it. Uh, but again, trying to get like a group of friends together. Like the older we get, everyone gets busier. They have kids and they can't go. We try to coordinate this weekend. Nobody could coordinate. It's like, all right, we'll just go next Friday night or something. <laughs> like so. It's tough, but I really, I've heard mostly good things. So mm-hmm, me too. And I, I, I purposely not read a lot of it too. I'm kind of staying away because I want to go in without anything oh, yeah. clouding my judgment or like making, you know, making me go, maybe that person was right. I don't want to do that till after <laughs> I see it and then read things. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I try to do that. I feel like for some reason with this movie, I'm less concerned about spoilers in MCU than I've ever been. I don't know why. Maybe because. I, I don't maybe know why because that... of phase four in general. I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe because of phase four in general. I'm like, you know what? If I hear something ahead of time, it's fine. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Yeah, this time I'm like, if I hear something, I hear something. Usually I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear anything. But, you know, I, I'm sure I'll hear some stuff in the week between now when I see it. And it'll, it'll be okay. It's fine. So <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, if you didn't have anything else, I got no that, things. That's good. You go ahead. Okay. Oh. We already I've mentioned... talked enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're fine. <laughs> um, we already mentioned Axe Man 2. Um, I saw a couple things that were just very nice, fun movies. It was a great kind of come down from like October because I, I will admit I got very burned out on horror by the end of the month. It was like the last week, the home stretch. I just was <laughs> kind of done. <laughs> like, um, but so this was great to come out of there and watch a couple things that were just like goofy and light. Um, I watched a movie I'd never seen before from 1988 called Married to the Mob. Oh, Jonathan Demi comedy. From, it's like I always thought of him as, uh, you know, Silence of the Lambs guy and all this stuff. And then um, I'd heard about Married to the Mob. I think I had a whole different idea of what the movie actually was. And when I saw it, because like Fun State Editions, which is a Vinegar Syndrome sub-label, put it out on Blu-ray recently. People seemed very excited about it. And I was like, oh, I've never seen this. I like something wild from Demi. I like uh, Silence of the Lambs. It's in between those two movies. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer plays this woman who's a mobster's wife. But she kind of hates that whole lifestyle and doesn't like Alec Baldwin that much. Who's her husband? Who's the mobster? And uh, I, I kind of spoiler. Uh, I mean, but it's in the description. He dies very. He's killed very early mm-hmm. on, and she's like, "Cool, I'm free." Uh, but then it's like because it's the mob, 
you know, they're not easy to get away from. Uh, so she tries to make a kind of get away from this lifestyle with her young son. And then the FBI still kind of keeps an eye on her because they want more information about the the mob that she's associated with. And she's just like, everybody leave me alone, basically, <laughs> just trying to make her own her own life. And uh, it was very charming and very funny. Um, looked great because it was Jonathan Demi and I believe Tak Fujimoto is his uh, cinematographer. He's a great cinematographer. So mm -hmm. it looks better than your standard, I think, comedy most people expect. <laughs> and uh, it's got an, I mean, I can't answer. The cast is amazing. Um, like from top to bottom, people just keep popping up. I'm like, oh, it's that person. It's that person. Um uh, it's the most ever, I think I've ever liked Matthew Modine in a movie because I feel bad. Like I'm not, I'm not a Matthew Modine guy. He always kind of like just kind of there for me, even in like Full Metal Jacket. Like he's good as Joker, but like, yeah, I don't know. It just he's never really worked that well for me. But he's really good in this because he can be kind of like this charming kind of goofball FBI agent, and he's like kind of dorky, and it's it works. And uh, Dean Stockwell as like the mob boss is amazing. I think I saw he got an Oscar nomination for this. Um, well deserved because he's pretty great as the the uh, head of the mob in this. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer's great. I mean, it's it was like a real uh, surprise because I didn't really expect much from it. Honestly, I think like, oh, that would be fun. And um, but it was really good. I really really liked it. Uh, have you seen that one? I feel like you made it. Oh, it's it's been okay. years since I've seen that. When you mentioned, it, I was like, I think I may have rented that years ago <laughs> it's like because you know let's be honest when i was younger michelle you know you see michelle pfeiffer you're like well let's check that out especially yeah. <laughs> after uh, uh batman returns it's like oh, what yeah. else has she been in yeah. um so but it's been forever since i've seen it and yeah just looking at the cast i'm like good gravy it's one of those movies that unfortunately that doesn't happen nowadays when you're just like oh i know that person i know that person i know that person right and they're all good <laughs> yeah exactly it was i was like oh my god there's so many talented people in this movie like um yeah it was it was a lot of fun i uh even better than i expected to be because i didn't go in expecting too much but it's like i had a really good time with it um so that was a good time and then i watched another movie that completely surprised me the uh, weird the weird al yankovic story that's a roku channel exclusive which was my first like when I first heard about this, I was like, oh, Roku channel exclusive. What is that? Like, it's like, this is a thing why? now. <laughs> it's a thing. Roku channels getting exclusives. Um, and I was like, okay. Um, and then I like Weird Al. I've always liked Weird Al. So I was a little kid. He's just somebody that seems like a nice guy and he's just having a good time. And how can you hate Weird Al? And, uh, you know, and then this came along and I was like, I'm not, I'm, I, didn't, I didn't plan to watch it. And people started saying like, oh, this is kind of like walk hard or pop star. And I was like, I love both those movies and I do have a Roku. So I checked it out <laughs> and um, it was a ton of fun because it is like, it's not really telling the Weird Al story. It's taking tons of liberties, and just making things up and is pretty upfront about that. <laughs> like um, the only real negative I thought was that because it goes on for like an hour and 45 minutes and it feels like it should be much shorter. I think it was based off a funnier die sketch that was probably, you know, five, 10 minutes long on YouTube. And it's kind of them stretching that premise to an hour 45. And there was like a middle part where I kind of felt like it started to drag a little bit. Um, kind of brings it back because it gets even more ridiculous. It's like an action movie out of nowhere where like Weird Al, like, you know, they say like Weird Al went to Columbia to fight drug dealers. <laughs> like he's Rambo. <laughs> Just, it's, I mean, it's ludicrous. Like the whole thing is so... Um, over the top, ridiculous. The ending, I won't say what it is, but it's amazing. I was like laughing hysterically. Um, 
it's Weird Al himself's in the movie. There's tons of cameos. Um, Yeah, Weird Al plays like a record guy, uh, you know, record label guy who's kind of shitty on Weird Al, but as a different guy. (laughs) And then someone's (laughs) like, I think it's Will Forte is like saying how like, you, you know, your name is stupid. You look weird. You got weird hair. And then like they cut to like the we, the real weird Al who's like, hey, you know, it's like, um, it's just funny stuff like that. There's like a party scene with all these like cameos from people playing celebrities. Like, um, so you're like, oh, it's it's Conan O'Brien as like Andy Warhol. Like, and it's like, oh my gosh. Jack okay. Black is Wolfman Jack. And like, and it uh, it's it's really funny. It's like, it's, and I love Walk Hard. And this is not quite as good as Walk Hard, but I love that it's in that same like vain because uh, mm-hmm. I don't think we needed like a serious Weird Al biography. I think Weird Al knows that. He's like... I think so too. I think that 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 started with the casting of Daniel Radcliffe. Because I remember when I when I first saw that, I was like, "What is what? He's like five foot, ten. and Weird Al's <laughs> super tall." And then I was like, "Oh, I saw the trailer." I said, oh, okay, this is Weird Al making fun of his own story and like okay and playing yeah. it up so perfect making fun of music biographies like mm-hmm. it's a real it's a real fun time like i said the only thing is that the joke may have gone on a little too long and it, you know it kind of has ups and downs but it's it all i think is worth it in the end so okay. um yeah another really fun movie so yeah i've been watching some good stuff lately which is always nice so yeah, um great. uh and then of course something great that i watched uh a little movie called tombstone um so i'm curious uh kind of another broad question like how are you about westerns like have you always liked westerns that more recent for you because for me i was not into them at all when i was younger because they felt like an old man's movie (laughs) genre to me it was like that's what my stepdad watches is like westerns and i had to find kind of movies that were like ends to westerns i like them so much more now as an adult so i was curious if like you were kind of the same way or you've always liked them or oh yeah i've always liked them um i think that was one of the things my dad and i bonded over was um i want to say they were leaving for like a night for something for my my dad's work and we went and rented movies and i was like i want to see the good, the bad, the ugly. Cause my dad would always make the noise like wow, wow, wow. And I had no <laughs> idea what it meant. So I, I was like, dad, can we, can I rent this? Cause, and then we got something for my, you know, uh, brother and sister. And I was like, can we, and you know, grandma was watching us overnight so I could stay up later and watch it all by myself. Little did I know three and a half hours later, I'm still watching the movie, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, but then that kind of spawned um, like right after that, you know, like Young Guns comes out and I was way too young to see it, but I got to see it anyway. And it was one of those where I'm like, now this is a Western I can get behind. <laughs> so ever since then, yeah, I kind of been a, a Western fan. So, and then I've since gone back, like you said, as we get older, you can look at the skill and craft it is to make these older ones that still feel a little bit slow sometimes or old manish, but there's, there's like a cool old manish vibe to them. <laughs> yeah, I'm finding many more, older westerns that i like now um which before i just i just i felt like i wasn't gonna get into it i still feel like i'm not into the like john wayne type of western i'm not a big fan of those either i'll be honest with you and and like the real like clean squeaky clean like white hat type of cowboy i'm like that's never gonna be my thing um but there's like the gunfighter with uh, Gregory Peck, which is one I kind of discovered last year and talked about on uh, our friend Daniel Epler's uh, mm. Cobwebs podcast, that kind of thing, where there's way more complexity and just this morality of, you know, killing and all this stuff. And like, there's plenty of stuff like that, I'm sure, that I have to discover. But I, my view of Westerns was so narrow when I was younger that I'm like, oh, these are all just like squeaky clean, kind of boring type Westerns. Like, 
Um, and there's plenty of lake tags. They turned out so many Westerns. So but, many. <laughs> like it was a Western factory for a long time in Hollywood. But um, but yeah, there's there's so many good ones to discover and stuff. I, I always say my ins to Westerns were like the spaghetti Westerns, the Italian Westerns, because those were cool because yep. those were like edgy and different and weird um way more violent uh than the american ones and it was funny because when i was telling like my stepdad i was like oh i like some of these italian ones he's like oh those are garbage like he's so anti he's so pro john wayne like american western i think he's like anti we italian western because they are very i've heard that from other people too i think there's people just think like they're just like they're too weird they're too different i don't like that um but that was my end it was it's like because those were i was like i can get behind these like um because i'm hearing the directors i like when i'm younger like tarantino talk about sergio leone and i'm like well who's this guy and then you mm -hmm. see stuff and you're like well i can get behind this this is cool like it's they're so stylish it's like mm -hmm. anything i think about the boring american western air quotes don't get mad at me people uh is like <laughs> the italian ones were like well fuck all that because we're gonna do these like super stylish super violent they're this complete opposite um with like the coolest looking supporting cast you can find yes. like i'm like where'd that guy's face come from it's like somebody drew it <laughs> it's, it's like perfect <laughs> yeah, like where do they find these people yeah bananas um but then there was stuff like tombstone which i could get more into because there's a lot of not, there's not a lot of actually there's posts i would say posts like 70s westerns like 80s 90s westerns some 2000s that i'm like okay these feel a little more modern they're kind of easier for me to get into when i'm younger because i'm like okay i recognize these actors this feels more cool and modern to me and tombstone was definitely one of those movies for me because i'm like oh okay i recognize all these people mm -hmm. <laughs> this feels extremely like to me it modern for being a western set in the 1800s it's like but it's it, it feels like more of a movie of my time basically <laughs> so i can get into tombstone um did you see tombstone like right when it came out video years later when did you first see tombstone uh, yes, I did. I, I thought back on it. I was 13 <laughs> and one of my friends for his uh, birthdays, we all got together, went to the mall. His mom bought us tickets and then walked us in and then walked out because she's like, I'm not sitting with, <laughs> with with like six 13 year olds to watch this movie. She like double checked to make sure there was no like, you know, nudity in it, I think. But other than that, so we sat we sat down and didn't really know what we we're in for because, you know, you're 13, you see the trailer on like TV Right. But that was it. Uh, we didn't have YouTube to watch it over and over and over again, you know, so um, sat down and was just, you know, blown away by it, especially once the action and everything starts. But, you know, it's it, you're right. It doesn't feel like a classic Western. It has that modern storytelling sensibility and movement to it mm -hmm. and everything flows. But and then I was just like, from that point on, I was like, well, I am going to follow Kurt Russell wherever he goes. <laughs> <laughs> I mustache or no way. mustache oh yeah. me too yeah <laughs> he's he's easily one of my favorite actors i would say like so good sometimes sometimes he's my favorite but it's hard for me to land on like one favorite actor because they they do different things different actors do different things but um i i'm never unhappy to see Kurt russell in anything so exactly uh i'm very jealous you got that's a cool experience but that's that's funny because that's like the kind of movies that i feel like kids or teenagers got taken to in the back in the day it was like well, we're going to go see this like movie for adults because I don't know, like I, I, I always tell the stories. I think it's funny that like me and like my friends were like 10 or 11 for someone's birthday movie, went to go see U.S. Marshals in theaters, <laughs> which is like not a movie you imagine a bunch of 10, 11 year old boys going to see, although it's an action movie, but it's yeah. still like 
just feels like it's for adults and it's like no no let's go see this now and i remember i'd seen that not even seen the fugitive not knowing it was a sequel to the fugitive <laughs> so i just saw u.s marshals <laughs> with like with no background like okay that was fun um but awesome. yeah, this is the stuff we had to go to that was like well this is what we're gonna see because it's what's out and you know um but i did actually get to see i'm glad you reminded me of this i almost forgot i saw tombstone at a repertory screening a few years ago uh, like very random especially because it's a technically a disney property because it's mm -hmm. uh hollywood pictures or uh, uh, yeah hollywood touchstone or whatever they call it one right? of the two, something yeah, like one of those it, two and i'm they their stuff's kind of hard to show theatrically apparently but uh yeah i went to this like fully i think it was a packed repertory screening uh at my local theater and it played like freaking gangbusters <laughs> like made me enjoy it even more than i think i'd ever enjoyed it and uh i did almost witness i think a fight at that screening too that was some, some couple was yelling at a guy to get the fuck out and this oh, guy was getting like pulled out of the theater and we're all like oh okay uh so very memorable screening of tombstone but <laughs> that definitely um, adds adds to the overall it adds to the environment <laughs> it's like we're in a, a busy saloon or something but right. um but yeah it, it played so well there and it's like it, it's funny because we can get into this i guess every time i watch it i think i kind of like it even a little more than the last time i watched it mm -hmm. but i am so aware now of the behind the scenes uh, mess i will call it I kind of, <laughs> yes i, I can kind of see the the messiness of it um more now than before but it doesn't bother me that much i'm just like <laughs> doesn't bother me at all I, I i know there's stuff there where i'm just and I'm, but i'm just like uh, i you know what for the what was put on screen and the fact that it actually was filmed is, is is crazy in and of itself but then it's so good like the performances across the board like there's not a there's not a weak link in this whole entire cast like any person that has any speaking role you're just like oh they nailed it <laughs> pretty much i pretty much i have one I, you're like your eyeball on me but you can see no, I, no, have no. One, I don't really know what to complain it's more of like a an a, observation an observation. I don't know if I love Dana Delaney in the movie, and I don't know if the whole story with her and Kurt Russell works till the very end. I feel like the last scene with them, to jump way ahead, also we're going to be spoiling Tombstone, but he's sorry. But like, um, the the ending, I think, pays off, but I, I don't feel like, and this is probably a result of the messiness and all the changes, that maybe there'd be more scenes with Dana Delaney and Kurt Russell. Um kind of falling for each other i feel like we lose a lot of that and i know kurt russell apparently like we get way more into this later but took the reins on this thing um and cut a lot of his stuff out to kind of show the other actors like hey i'm not it's not a vandy project i'm not going to take it over and put all my stuff in here and you know i'm trying to be equal here so that whole thing i'm like this isn't really <laughs> i'm not sure if this love story works but then the, the last scene with them i'm like okay it paid off well but getting there i'm kind of like i don't know and i read selfishly of me Jennifer Connelly auditioned for the Dana Delaney role. And I mean, I, it's hard to top Jennifer Connelly for me. So I'm like, we could have Jennifer Connelly here. No offense, Dana Delaney, but it's like... no offense at all, but I'm <laughs> sorry. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The age gap probably would have been more ridiculous. Who cares? It was the 18. It was. <laughs> oh, the 1800s. And yeah. it's also <laughs> Jennifer Connelly. Who cares? I mean, <laughs> if this last year did anything for me, seeing her in Maverick, I was like, oh, she's, she's ageless. She's perfect. Like this is, like, I my, remember my turning to my, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I turned to my uh, uh, wife and I was like, wow. And she was like, I know. <laughs> I think how my girlfriend was, cause she, we were like 
like, wow, Jennifer Connelly, she agreed with me. And then she's like, I love that Hollywood did a movie where the bleeding man and her, the age gap is not that big. I think between I her know, and Tom right? Cruise, it was... it's like maybe six years or something. But uh, she was like, kudos to them. I was like, yeah, it is nice. But she looks amazing. And uh, but yeah, to hear that we were robbed of Jennifer Connelly and Tombstone. Uh, it hurts no, again no especially in 93 Delaney. that was oh my word okay <laughs> like, now yeah, that's, move on andy <laughs> don't don't think about it too much <laughs> as my friend hayden says it's like let's not get into the pig pen he always like I'm getting the pig pen. <laughs> but um yeah i mean I, I read that and i was like oh no we could have had uh, jennifer connelly but um dana landy feels like she like is gone from the movie for so long and it's You're like, right yeah i was thinking that, that, that too, the character watch. disappears i mean yeah it's like for big swaths of time and then she shows up in weird but like she's getting her picture taken and then, and then she's right. gone for tw you know 20 30 minutes and and you're right there is a moment where they do their little horse ride where they they go out and they're you know they're talking and stuff like that and you're like oh that should have there was more stuff to follow up but then they cut it it's it's over yeah and, uh, and they give you the whole nice thing about like they lived uh together for a very long time and and, and never left each other's side i was yeah. like oh really okay all right <laughs> oh it's uh i mean so yeah it kind of works in the end but before that i'm like i don't know if we if we it all made sense to get here but um but yeah that was i uh, beyond, beyond that i don't know how many like the love story being kind of messy i you know i the cast is amazing, like you said. Um, it's very exciting. I don't feel like it ever really slows down, which again, maybe sometimes to its detriment because it's like getting all the stuff in here. You're racing from point to point. Like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, we're we're doing this now. Like, we, it's kind of these big jumps in time at some points or um, going over just things in montage where you're like, oh, okay, I'm trying to keep up. But um, it makes it very exciting. I will say that <laughs> it's never boring for sure. Never. <laughs> Even yeah. when it gets to a point where you're like, is this going to slow down and breathe? Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like but you it's almost, good. You almost think it's going to. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, but then Kurt Russell goes, uh, Wyatt Up goes on the, I believe told the vengeance ride. I feel oh like. Oh my God. Is there a better vengeance ride in history? I, I, in, in cinema? <laughs> it's one of the top ones for sure. It's an amazing sequence, but I almost feel like the moment before that, you think, okay, now we're going to take a moment and breathe. And it's like, no, boom, we're into this like montage of them just going around and just killing off the uh the gang um oh god so many names i'm gonna forget people uh off power powers booth's gang um, oh powers booth <laughs> we do we have to go through, we have to go to the cast one by one and be like they're amazing and then this person but powers booth is like especially great because he's such a evil bastard oh, every <laughs> like, time from the very beginning and the the one that the scene that stood out to me most this time was and i know we're jumping around but when it's more in the middle of the movie which again when when Earp's leaving with his his family, he just turns to him and he goes, "It's over." And then he just goes, "Bye." Yeah. I was just like, "Wow!" I forgot how like just cold blooded <laughs> it was. And I was like, "Man, Powers Booth could do it all. He could be a good guy in Rapid Fire." And then the next year, I see this, and I'm like, "Holy crap! He's a bad guy in this, and he's equally as great." And sudden death, he's like a like a such a mean guy like such a, mean a I mean, he's, he, he's he's mean to kids you're right he's mean to children he's like threatened to kill kids i mean he's like he's a villain he's a villain like with a capital yep. v and there, there's no that, good good part about a villain for him he's no, all bad no he's all bad he's like there's no shades of gray here um and it's funny because that well by moment has become like a pretty popular gif i feel like and, i think so and it's like it's well by it. it's like it's just so, <laughs> it is so cutting in the moment it's even worse in the movie because he's so dismissive of like of what they've just done to Kurt Russell. It's like, well, 
I see you later. Like, it's like, no, you know, they kind of don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they've kind of won in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's a weird part of the movie where it's like, Oh, our hero's kind of like been defeated, but then he like almost immediately kind of comes back into action and like, you know, is then, then on the vengeance ride, which is like, again, an amazing sequence. It's like, it's so many amazing sequences in this even like well, back to the opening mm-hmm. with that montage robert mitchum who was supposed to be in the movie apparently and got hurt uh like i think doing like doing horse riding or something he got hurt he was definitely older at the time but they were like well you could still narrate the opening and he's a good narrator <laughs> i like it as a narrator it sets yeah. the tone he has like an mm-hmm. old western voice and uh that opening gets you so into it you're like okay i'm in like give me the quick backstory and then the title comes up and the music score is so good it's like Oh my God. It's just, it's like right from the get go. I'm like, yes, I'm in hundred percent tombstone. <laughs> you know how to get Andy and Matt into a movie from the very first scene. <laughs> and I'm trying to think back when I was like 13, I know the vengeance ride. The one thing that stuck all these years, I just remember, um, uh, Michael Rooker with the shotgun hitting that dude in the face and just the, the blood explode. But then when I, as I w- am older and watching, I was like, there's so many awesome scenes before that. That's an hour and a half into the movie. <laughs> I know. And that's, and I'm like, right. That's, that's what I thought about all this time when I was 13 till I get older. And then I'm like, Oh, there's all these other tremendous scenes and the whole thing. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, I, yeah, I know. And then, Oh my God, the, I know we're jump all around, but uh, the lead up to the gunfight at the okay corral is, one of my favorite scenes i think in like anything because just the build-up to it is so good and the four of them uh bill paxton sam elliott val kilmer and kurt russell walking uh back there is just i mean not much it's very simple in in execution but it completely works because just very badass and then that that gunfight is so like quick but chaotic but it's still and brutal and brutal <laughs> yeah it's like, like the um, way kurt russell fires a gun in that it's like his hand, it's you know, his whole arm, his body just flings back with the recoil. I was like, you don't have to, you don't have to make the gun recoil. It does it itself. But he's, he's just so angry. Like, uh, uh, every time I see it, I'm like, man, sheesh. It's, it's like, it's such a good sequence just for how it just, it builds up to the sequence. And then just how I'd forgotten how, and I mean this in a good way, this, there's a messiness to that sequence of like mm-hmm. how it almost a real gunfight I think would be because sometimes in movies like, I love John Woo, like nobody's business, but the gunfights are so stylistic and, you know, slow motion and everything looks so cool. And this, it's almost like it, how quick and brutal a gunfight would be. You know, it's yeah. like you get shot, you're going to go down and you're not going to be uh, very helpful. <laughs> so right. uh, some of the good guys get shot, which is like always a surprise. Like, oh, what? You can't, these guys thought we're untouchable. It's like, no, nobody's safe in this movie. <laughs> I, that's yeah. Yeah. That, that always threw me for a loop is that like with Sam Elliott and Bill Paxton's characters, like, getting shot and bill paxton and spoilers dying uh i was like what no i thought these guys were gonna stick it out till you know the end of the movie together and it's like that bill paxton dies sam elliott gets like injured and has to just like, exit the movie basically you know and yeah, basically and loses an arm almost i think right they, they say like, like he has no use of it from then on or something yeah and it's <laughs> like and then he's just gone and the movie comes like almost a completely different thing with just kurt russell and val kilmer and then a few other guys they round up and um but yeah, that th- I mean, for a kid, that really threw me for a loop because it's like you have this kind of thing in your head about like, well, these are the good guys and, and uh, you know, it's like they should be safe at least. They might get hurt, but, you know, and then, but then they're just gone. They still have major characters. They just like leave the movie halfway through. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> well, one thing I do like that you mentioned is the tension of the walk. 
the older I get and the more that I watch this movie, the gunfight's great, but the best parts, like you said, are the walk leading up. But I actually really like the, the scene prior to that when they're waiting to walk and like Wyatt Earp doesn't want to go. And his brother's like, they have to, they broke the law. And then doc comes up and he goes, you should be in bed. And he's like, that's a hell of a thing to say to me. And you're just like, <laughs> now that I'm older, I'm like, oh man, these guys have been in it together. And then finally he's like, you better put a badge on me. And he's like, <laughs> why reluctantly goes to do it. It's one of those, you know, he's like, he, he doesn't want to, but he has to, because his brothers are willing to go and he's going to go with his brother. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the whole thing about him, just being reluctant to really get involved in any of this stuff is something I almost forget about just with like, he, he goes there trying to kind of live a peaceful life. And then that gets blown up almost immediately, you know, but he also like, can't help himself. He does insert himself in all of these situations too, from the very start when he walks into that, you know, uh bar slash casino and, oh, uh, yeah. and a, 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 a young <laughs> brash Billy Bob Thornton calls him out. And he, <laughs> which again, Billy Bob Thornton plays a, a character that's got two scenes in the movie. Right. And they're great. But you know, he's like, I'm like, I didn't even know who that was when I was 13 years old. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's like, I, I, I know who he is now, but I think there's a point where I didn't recognize it was him because he, mm-hmm. I guess the hat is kind of weird, dark facial hair to never seen him with. And, and he uh, was like, he was heavier than I remember oh, yeah. him being as yeah. younger. I was like, Oh, well, and he's great, but, and yeah, but there's, I mean, people, I don't, I still, I see them on the cast list and I have to like, look for them. Jason Priestley, randomly i i had to like go someone had to like i had to google where is he in the movie and then like oh he's this guy who has a really quick uh like maybe I don't, he doesn't do much i feel like and no but Stephen this is at Lang, the height of like nine oh you know beverly hills, hills yeah. oh and he's doing he's doing this <laughs> he's, part in tombstone <laughs> you can't like, recognize him he's barely there Stephen lang who i buried he looks completely different than how he does now mm-hmm. um i feel like i missed the gap from like Stephen lang then to Stephen lang now like there's a difference a different person it feels completely like. different person <laughs> um yes I, who's a big part of the movie i clean it's not like he's like a, a one-line type of guy but he's um, kind of the whole the whole throughout like he yeah, always that's true. he's that's like true. he's he's the one why it terrorizes to get to the cowboys essentially they have like <laughs> yeah they have like actors to spare in tombstone they're like, yeah. guys who you know like you do one line or do you, you know have this this part like bill up thornton and it's like yeah you just do this like charlton heston shows up for a, a cameo i guess it's like what like um why'd he even show up i mean I'm, I'm, it's cool that he's there but i'm just surprised he even was like wanted yeah, to sure do i'll it. do it yeah, <laughs> it's like how many how many favors did Kurt Russell call in on this movie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't know, because it's like I think I did read his part was one that was definitely expanded in the original script mm. and kind of got lost to the cuts and edits and all these things and changes. And because uh, I, I was thinking, like, this doesn't make sense for him to show up for such a small a small role. I mean, it's a it is a glorified cameo for Troll Nest. And it's like, oh, there was more meat on this role originally, which is um you know, which makes sense now in retrospect, but, um, and I guess we should get to that just all behind the scenes stuff. Cause I, I don't know, this is basically what I knew about tombstone. What I thought I knew was that, uh, it was a kind of a troubled, messy production, but all I knew was that they, that I thought George Cosmatis was the director from the beginning, but I thought that he, maybe this was a story they floated to make him look better, that he had health problems. Or maybe that was true. I don't know that. And he had health problems and Kurt Russell had to kind of take over and shadow ghost direct, um, I didn't even know about, I think Kevin Jar or Kevin Jure is how you pronounce yeah. it. Yep. Um, the writer of the script is Kevin 
Duray, and like he is the original director. He he's, he starts off directing the movie for like a good chunk of time. I think maybe three to four weeks. I think I may have heard. Um, but he's not doing a good job because he's it's it's kind of an example of like a writer being a director and the he's too focused on his own script. So you need that separation of mm-hmm. writer director sometimes because like if you're if you're so in love with your own script. <laughs> that you can't bear to cut anything, make any changes. He wants it to be super authentic. Um, apparently, he's very hard to work with, and they they just kind of rebel, and he's fired. Basically, <laughs> it's like yep. he, but he shoots like almost a month's worth of footage, from what I understand. But then they bring in Cosmatos because Kurt Russell's friends with Stallone. They tango in cash, and Stallone's like, "Oh, get a uh, Cosmatos." I worked with him on um, Rainbow Two: First Blood, uh, and then cobra my beloved cobra <laughs> movie I, I do love he'll, he'll 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 let you do whatever the hell you want <laughs> that's and that's the part i didn't understand that basically Stallone told wrestle yeah, you just he'll do whatever you want basically like he's there to like take directions from you know from a main actor basically and kurt russell and then I, he's doing all this stuff he's he's sleeping like three or four hours a night because he's coming up with shot lists and giving shot lists to george cosmatis and saying like basically just tell him what to do basically and then Cosmonis there to kind of steer but he's kind of giving him the direction <laughs> so um yeah Kurt Russell's doing everything uh get shadow directing ghost we're gonna call it and like like we mentioned earlier he's kind of cutting his own stuff by the end because he doesn't want the crew to think that it's like a power trip now where oh I'm in charge of this whole thing it's all gonna be the Kurt Russell show um and yeah I just found all that and they still had so many problems. I saw a video where they said people didn't like Cosmatis either because he was kind of like, I guess, just kind of a stern uh, dictator. But it's it's funny because we say he's like taking Kurt Russell's orders, but I guess then he's kind of a dick to some of the crew. He, he got in like a fight uh, multiple times with the cinematographer who quit, I think, three times. <laughs> like, it's just it sounds like chaos behind the scenes. And it's like an absolute miracle that it got made and came out as good as it did because you hear the signs, the, the stories when you've switched directors, Kurt Russell's shadow directing, script changes, um, crew, cast and crew sound miserable, people are quitting. I, how? I don't even know how this movie came out of, as good as it did. Thank God that it did because <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't be talking about it 30 plus years later. Um, but no, and, and it's, and to think and not only that, but the, performances across the board are great too. It's so it'd be one thing you could you can sometimes see when somebody's not feeling their role. Right. But like yeah. everybody from, you know, like you said, Powers uh Powers Booth to Michael Michael Bean, which we didn't even talk, you know, I mean, oh, come on, he's... Kyle Reese is in this movie. Um <laughs> who's who's whose eyes are bigger than anything else throughout the whole thing. Um, <laughs> um the mustache budget for wax oh must God. have been off the charts. <laughs> I was going to ask you if this is the best collection of mustaches ever in a movie. And I think I can't think be. of anything else. Gotta be. I should have just, I always think I should have shaved this all off and kept a mustache just for this recording. Cause it's, it's so special. I've often joked about doing that. And my wife looked at me and she's like, if you ever, I was like, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Cause real quick side note, I, I grew my beard when my oldest was born. So mm-hmm. he's now 18. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I, I started growing it and she hated it. And after it was there for a couple months, I, I like surprised her by shaving. I walked out and I was like, huh? And she went, ew. She's like, put it back. I was like, it doesn't work that way. You know how long it took me to get that the first time? So I have not I have not shaved it since. <laughs> I, I understand. I have been joking about this constantly with my girlfriend because uh, we've been dating. I've never not had a beard since we've been dating. I haven't had a beard 
some kind of facial in a very long time. And the last time I shaved it, like completely baby faced, was years ago. And I went to like, it was like a New Year's party or something where all my friends saw me and everybody was, <laughs> to a person, no one was being nice. They were like, where'd your beard go? Just stop it. Get that beard back on your face. And I was like, okay, guys, because I shaved and kind of looked and thought, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. Um, because I just look like a giant baby when there's no beard on my face. Like I, she's, <laughs> she, I've got these, I've got these rosy red cheeks, and she's yeah. like, she's just keep, keep, keep the beard. It adds something. I was yes, like, okay, uh, thanks. She, yeah, <laughs> I don't think I'm ever gonna do. I've warned her. I'm like, if I ever shave it, you might just break up with me because it's like I think you're gonna look. She sent me a, a TikTok the other day where it was like a a guy turned around. It was like with no beard and made. There was like a baby noise in the TikTok. I don't know. It was just like he looked without the beard. It was just like, oh no, like. And his wife was like, what has he done? <laughs> you know, <it> was, <laughs> this like, like look of sheer dread on her face. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's still me, right? She's like, right. nope, <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> apparently I'm just a beard. <laughs> just a beard with a floating head. I don't know. <laughs> with I, all I these think, other I'm features looking at there. you. I think you could pull off a good mustache. I think you'd have a solid mustache uh, if you wanted maybe, to. Maybe, but again, there's all this. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Mine maybe I'll, maybe we should both grow out the bigger mustache and we can keep the beard so we get the nice handlebar mustache. That's it. what I that's what I want. I don't know my the my mustache area does not go well. Like one time I, as I was shaving the whole face, uh I I left just a mustache as a kind of a joke and like walked out to a couple of friends who were already there as I was like getting ready and they were like, Oh, it's like you it's like you go finish to shave the rest off. That was worse than being with no facial. <laughs> Your mustache, yeah, your uh, uh, mustache comes with a van with painted over windows. That's what it, that's, I think someone made that joke. It's like, it did not look good. I, uh, yeah, I wish I could have one of the big tombstone mustaches, and but I just all can't of them have it. Like, even it's, Bill, even Bill Paxton has a heck of a mustache in this one. Yeah, like they all it's do. insane. I think I read that they're all real mustaches, except the one guy who couldn't, who had a fake mustache, I think John Tenney, who oh. I'm trying to think of who he plays, named the character of the movie, but, um, he uh he just came off some other movie and like didn't have time to grow a mustache. They gave him a fake one, but everybody else apparently real mustaches and a, an amazing collection of stash. <laughs> I would like to go back and search photos of them in like 90, 92, 91 when they were growing them out <laughs> just oh, to yeah, see yeah. the different <laughs> stages of it. But yeah, it's one of those things when you see them because there's a lot of close ups and I was like, oh my God, those mustaches are perfect. <laughs> I'm glad I had a note here to talk about the mustache. I'm glad we brought up the mustache. It's an important, it's an important thing. It is. Mustache. It adds a lot to it. And there's so much to us. Like, I wonder how much sand they got stuck in their mustaches because they're filming. on this. It's, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm so jealous of Kurt Russell because I feel like he can pull off any like look. He has amazing hair, first oh, of all. As somebody whose hair's thinning and my kids constantly remind me when they walk past oh. I look at Kurt Russell and I'm like, you son of a bitch. It's like, no matter when. His, I mean, even in this, when he takes his hat off and there's certain times where like he's out in the, the rain after um, uh, Bill, uh, Bill Paxton died, his hair, I'm like, oh, my God, even his hair looks wonderful there, too. And, and it's still long and luscious and full. And I was like, God damn it. He's always got <laughs> from like the thing on his, his hair is amazing oh no matter God. what he's in. Yeah, his hair, the thing is insane. And it's like he can do any kind of facial hair. Uh, I'm and jealous of the guys great. who can look cool with a beard or without a beard uh he had that amazing beard in hateful eight that was like an old hateful western eight and then, and then he had the, he had kind of a, that similar one in that what that bone tomahawk or tomahawk bone whatever that was bone tomahawk That's, yeah yeah yep, that same kind of i was like <laughs> i could never do that because i looked stupid number one people would laugh at me but I'm not Kurt Russell. So that's the third oh. and foremost reason why I wouldn't do it. Man, maybe one day. Maybe one day, maybe one day we'll be as cool as Kurt Russell. No, I mean, I we'll, we'll never be as cool. No. But maybe one day we can pull it off. We can try. I should have really gone all out during like 
the height of COVID, the quarantine. I really should have just let the whole thing like grow. Just as grow much and as not trim it. You're right. I should yeah. have. Ugh. But I, then I couldn't stand it because I got itchy. So I had to. <laughs> I was also still customer facing. So I still had to like go out and oh. meet people, even with a mask on, though. That would have been funny. Just the mask and then boom, facial hair <laughs> sticking out from every box. side of it. <laughs> like, oh. what are you doing? I'm like, just trying to find my Kurt Russell. That's oh. all I'm trying to do. <laughs> <sighs> Welcome back to Beard Feast, everybody. No, Welcome back to Beard Talk. <laughs> that's my Beard Talk. That's my joke for Daniel. I feel like he told me he likes me. <laughs> I try to overdo it, but we go off on these tangents. But uh, I, hey, that's a big part of Tubestone is the facial hair. So mm-hmm. I, I feel, uh, you know, I'm glad we talked about it. Uh, it's like trying to think. I had so many notes just about like behind the scenes stuff. It was like, um, I guess we could, this will lead me into who I want to talk about. Um, did you know that Willem Dafoe was the original choice to play Doc Holliday? What? No, I didn't read that at all. <laughs> I read, I saw that in multiple places. I'm pretty sure it's oh, true. Oh my they, word. I think the writer, Kevin, I, I don't know if it's George or Ray, I'm going to say both. Uh, he, he wanted Willem Dafoe and that, Disney's call was like, we don't want Willem Dafoe. I think because they were, I, I don't know what he'd done Maybe that Madonna movie he did, Body of Evidence. I think they thought mm. he was like too adult an actor, something weird like that. That was the reason I think it was given. It was like, we don't like him. He's too like weird and not marketable. And he does mm. these sex movies. It, it, Disney, it's weird. I don't know. But so then they, <laughs> I mean, they get Val Kilmer, which, no offense, Will Defoe is amazing. But oh. this is the part in the movie where I feel like it has to be Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday. Because I think he kind of somehow manages to steal the movie away amongst this amazing cast <laughs> like that is a hell of an accomplishment <laughs> every line of dialogue he speaks is utterly quotable and then classic <laughs> I, I don't know how many times where something happens when somebody i i know does something awesome and i'm like well now i really hate him because <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you were already cool before because you're my friend <laughs> and just so many little things where i'm just like you're you know oh. You're a daisy if you do. And I've yeah. said that in my kid. <laughs> it's, he's, he's, it's perfect. The delivery is wonderful. He's not tr- he's not overly trying. The f- actual physical performance, like the poor guy looks sicker than a dog the entire movie. My God, he looks terrible. Uh, good, <laughs> No vanity in that because he uh, he they make it look, look as sick as you could imagine someone being who's not dead. And he, right. uh, yeah, he's really, he's all in, I feel like, on that. <laughs> From the very first scene onwards. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, I mean, he's great. The I'm your Huckleberry. Obviously, I'm your Huckleberry is like, you know, that's the thing everyone quotes. And I never know what that phrase actually meant because I was like saying it. I'm like, wait, I have no basis for what I'm your Huckleberry actually means. It's like just saying, like, if you're going to play a game, I'll play against you basically is kind of the gist of it. It took me years to learn that. I was like, oh, that's what that means. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but it's just, I mean, it's he delivers it. It's a if people I know who I feel like barely knows movie, don't even know this movie, know that line from him. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's really and there's a lot of great lines in Tombstone. <laughs> like it's that I think beyond like the messiness. I think it's because it's got all these amazing people saying all these amazing lines. It like it can transcend and become like this pop culture thing because it just it just hits when it needs to hit. And uh, it's funny. Sorry, another I'm gonna go off another thing here, but <laughs> I forgot there was a competing wider movie like this next year uh with kevin costner uh and apparently his movie was getting going like first but it took longer i think to get out obviously this came out like christmas 93 and then wider the kevin costner one comes out summer 94 and does not do well 
And I've never seen it. I was curious if you'd seen the Costner Wider movie. When it first came out, yes. But it was one of those where I'm like, I just saw Tombstone and now this. And I was like, all right, sorry there, Costner and Quaid. You guys aren't you guys aren't Russell and Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> and I like having Costner much more now as like an adult. But as a kid, he was like, I always he's like my parents actor type guy. He's like, yeah. I didn't find anything that interesting about him. Oh, my dad loved the bodyguard and we would i'd sit there so many times and i'm just like dad this isn't an action movie was, son this is a great action movie he's like no it's not like, i'm like dad the first action movie i can recall watching with you was rambo first blood 2 this is not an action movie right. <laughs> this, this is, is a that. this is a drama with a few gunshots in it that's it <laughs> uh and i not having seen the costner white movie i know it's much longer it's like a three hour plus movie and we're talking about tombstone being so snappy and getting to it and doing all these cool things is Wyatt Earp kind of, I don't know if you remember, it, it seems like maybe it's just kind of more boring for lack of a better word. Like, I, I think so, which is why nobody talks about it. Right. <laughs> um, but I also think they tried to go a little more um, like historical, you know, like oh, make it feel yeah. of its time and things like that, where I was like, no, we want to see, you know, Wyatt Earp be cool. We want to see Doc, Doc Holiday spin his, his cup when Johnny Ringo spins his gun at him, it's like, you know, we want that's the kind of stuff we want to see because it sticks in your memory. And Wyatt Earp clearly didn't because it doesn't ring a bell to me, even though I've seen it. <laughs> and I and, and and I don't feel the need to go back and rewatch it. Maybe because <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, if I'm if I'm going to watch one of the two, I'm just going to watch Tombstone. I'm going to watch this again. Right. Watch Tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch Tombstone two in a, or a time and a half before you finish. Wider. Like, oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm almost curious because of like, I'm interested in the story, like the historical mm-hmm. story. And I like, I think another good cast in wider, but I'm just like mm-hmm. oh, three hour plus runtime and it sounds kind of boring. I don't know. Like one of those, those movies get put on the back burner. When I see you're over three hours long, it's like, maybe I'll get that someday if I have the flu or something. Like if I'm homesick, you know, it's like, I'll get to that eventually. Um, but yeah, I was curious. I had no like point of reference. I just know everyone kind of talks about it. Like there were two wider movies. Most people seem to prefer Tombstone from what I gather. And it did mm-hmm. better financially and everything. So, um, yeah, I mean, it seems like it's a crowd-pleasing movie, Tombstone. It's like... Very much so. And apparently it killed it on home video. It's one of those things that, like, it did well at the box office, but I was reading, like, like rentals were, like, through the roof and home video, like... and Because that's why it's so, I think, known and beloved, is, like, people just knew it and rented it. It's, it was on TV a lot. I feel like it was just, like... It was just... It's very accessible, I think. I, I think it's a great beginner western like mm, if, if somebody totally. says i don't really like westerns it's like we'll try tombstone because i think tombstone is like pretty palatable and very snappy and full of great actors and full of great lines and it's like if you think you don't like westerns give tombstone a shot because if that could be your gateway into other westerns i think i think it's a great gateway western because it kind of was for me it was one of those ones where i'm like okay can i think i could enjoy more of these so i totally agree totally agree um did you have I've been, I feel like I've been talking so much. Do you have any like notes you want to bring up about anything particular? Like, Oh no, I, all I could think of when I was watching it again was, you know, again, mustaches, number one, um, <laughs> number two, I was just like, certainly the, you know, like how we talk about Val, you know, Val Kilmer's performance, but then everybody else around him, if they weren't so good, his performance wouldn't stand out even more. Cause it, everybody's so great. Like even small <laughs> characters that come in, like you were saying, um, there's, you know, like, Again, Charlton Heston's in this movie. Why? Because his his part was was bigger at one point, probably. Mm-hmm. You know. But even so, there's little things like that that sprinkle throughout the whole thing, and you're just like, 
I, I forgot he was in it because you <laughs> think back to the main guys. And, and the other thing, I think why you were saying that this was so popular compared Wyatt Earp has that pose of Kevin Costner looking all funky with the gun and stuff. <laughs> uh -huh. And if you're going to, if you're walking down a video rental store, do I want that one? Or do I want the four guys walking down to the okay <laughs> corral and with a, a shotgun showing up? Like that's the one I want. Not, not this, <laughs> you know, it just looked cool. And I, re I remember renting it even, or I mean, seeing it, but then going into the rental store and they like, I want that. And my you know, mom's like, didn't you just see that? I'm like, well, I didn't just saw it, mom. I saw it like eight months ago or a year ago before <laughs> rentals came out. But um, yeah, so no, uh, really Val Kilmer, the cast really stands out when you go back and watch it. They're so, there's, you know, again, uh, Dana Delaney, I, I'm not saying she's weak, but I think you're right. The fact that her character got cut suffers quite a bit in that storytelling aspect of the movie, but also makes me like Kurt Russell even more. The fact that he was like, I'm going to cut my own stuff because I don't want everybody, anybody to think that this is me trying to run this movie. Right, right. And yeah, and I, I think... was like, damn it. I like him. He's, he, <laughs> hair, facial hair, no hair. He's cool. He makes all these awesome movies. And then he seems to be really good dude outside of that. You don't hear anything bad about him, really. I haven't. <laughs> Yeah, he seems laid back. I don't. He I seems say, I don't, laid back. You don't hear bad things about Kurt Russell. It would break my heart to hear that. But I, you hear. I mean, even guys I like had periods where you hear about their egos, like Stallone, uh, yep. Arnold, I mean, Arnold oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I, I don't hear about Kurt Russell. It's like he didn't sound like, you know, he was doing that kind of stuff. I mean, he's a different kind of guy. He's not like one of the, this huge action stars. He did a lot of action movies. I would, you know, he but it's like, yeah. Stallone was just the power he had at a certain point was just crazy, and I think he uh, insane. He took uh, liberties with it, but it's like, you know, now they seem like very chill, nice guys. Uh, yeah, but they seem I'm to come out the other end of it. But whereas Kurt Russell just the whole time through was just a little, you know, there was no blips in his radar. He was just across <laughs> the board. Cool, chill guy. Yeah, because I imagine him like on the Tango and Cash, another movie that was apparently very troubled, just probably being like, it's cool, man, whatever. Yeah, like, you know, we'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be fine. Look at this hair. It's great. Yeah. People are going to watch this 30 years later and love it. <laughs> Nothing go wrong when you got hair like this. Like he just oh seems just seems like a very happy guy. Um yeah. I know. I love Kurt Russell. That's I could just say that over and over. I love Kurt Russell. It's like me too. And and yeah. Kurt Russell knows how to hook actors up too. Like, and I know some that that's that's not all him because you know uh, uh George was may have put the camera where it needed to be, type thing. But like actors get hooked up in this movie. They look great, they're shot cool. Like Kurt Russell looks like he's eight eight feet tall. <laughs> and we know he's not like he, yeah, he looks yeah. larger than life. He's this huge looming presence. He's never shot bad. Um, uh, the fights like you're the, you know, gunfights look cool. The action's crisp and quick. Um, and it's not overly drawn out to where you're like, all right, they're still shooting. It's, you know, it, it's, you know, I mean, think of that scene where he's just like, no. And he walks out in the water. And he's just, oh, like, yeah. you know, oh my God. Epic yeah, scene. I <laughs> I'd almost forgotten it because there's so many great scenes. Sometimes like I, the ones are not in my forefront of my mind. I'm watching the movie. I'm like, Oh, I forgot about the amazing part. He runs out in the middle of gunfire and is just, you know, like screaming, no at people and just, and doesn't get hit. And apparently allegedly, cause everything's kind of, that really happens with the real Wyatt Earp. Allegedly, hmm. like somebody claimed one of his guys was like, he really fucking ran out in the middle of a gunfight and just like, and just wasn't stood there. <laughs> just stood there. Like he, you know, wow. um, so that was one of those stories where, it's somebody backed it up. I don't know. It's, it, they tell, you know, big tales and legends, all this stuff. But, of course. Um, you know, I mean, Wyatt Earp was a guy, too, apparently. And it's so weird to think of these guys from the Old West who then 
uh, or still around because he he didn't die till like 1929 or something. And like he he knew he was talking like people in early Hollywood, like these people knew him and he was telling them stories about the old West. It just so kind of blows my mind of like uh, that of guy who was around in the old West, but still alive in like 1920s and talking to Hollywood stars and telling stories. And I think got to inflate his own legend a little bit because he was around for so long and, you know, got to tell these stories, but you know, if you made it through all that, uh, you know, tell all the stories you want. (laughs) Oh yeah. Who's going to, who, who's, who in their right mind is going to call out Wyatt, Wyatt Earp on his, the accuracy of his stories. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I do hope that at some point he yelled, uh, you tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me. Cause that's a amazing line. (laughs) Like after after the the uh, spur to the face of Stephen Lang when he like uh, like yeah. you know because I love that scene when they when he like sends him after him and then all of a sudden you hear you know why it's right there and everybody's you know they shoot him and then just you see Sam Sam Elliot do this like sad wave almost like I wish I could be a part of this part of the movie because it's going to be really <laughs> awesome for all you people watching it. <laughs> And then so, he just, it's all going to think that when he does that wave. It's like, wish I could be a part of it. Um, that is I was awesome. in Roadhouse, but yeah. that happened. <laughs> Tim Elliott's a guy who truly designed to be in a Western because he feels like a guy that would have lived through those times. Yeah. Like, And well, once again, what is it with these guys and their hair? Yeah, I, I don't know. Even Sam Elliott, his hair from, you know, think of that. Like, oh. <laughs> Clearly, I must be my my kids must be getting to me more than I think. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I have a good amount of hair. Not gonna lie, yes, but you I do. No, you do. Thank you. I uh, but I don't. It does. It's not. It grows weird. I wish I had a cool hair. It just kind of grows out like a mushroom. I need a haircut right now. But I want. I can cool... never grow mine long. It doesn't wave and look nice. No, it just, it just looks grows all... like into a helmet. It's weird. Uh, but it's like <laughs> I'm thankful I have it. I don't want to. I don't nope, want to lose it. Yep. <laughs> um. Uh, what else I gotta say? Um, all this hair talk—it's just. <laughs> Bill, oh, we didn't mention Billy Zane just shows up at a friggin' speaking. No- yeah, out of nowhere, <laughs> as this like people. thespian yeah. actor who is has a very very small part, but it's a very important part. Yeah, yeah, it's he pops out. You're like, it's Billy Zane. Another story about the making of I that I thought was really interesting. Uh, Kevin Jarrett, the writer, was dating the actress Lisa Zane, who I most know from Freddy's Dead. She's like the main person oh. freddie's dead um they were dating at the time in real life and he really wanted her to play the um oh god uh blanking on it dana uh dana Delaney part um but I, she wasn't a big enough star apparently and but her, billy zane is her brother which oh. i didn't put that together i didn't know he even had a sister who acted and so i felt bad for her that like she almost had a part of this movie and then like oh her brother gets a part of the movie but she didn't I'm like oh that sucks but <laughs> it's like um <laughs> Yeah, because I we were just Billy Zane. I was like, we forgot about him, and he's like a pretty crucial part of the movie. It's a small part, but um, but yeah, he shows up. I mean, it's just it's just so it goddamn is, entertaining. This movie, just, it is. It is. It's like one of those you can't like when you you start it. It's tough to stop because you're just like, oh yeah, yeah. It just keeps going. There's there's not a good point to just say, all right, I'll I'll take a break here because yeah. it's so <laughs> fast paced and so quick moving, and from one great scene to the next, one great performance to the next, and it's just like, well, I guess I'm just sit here for the next hour and forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, it is one of those like you turn the TV and if it's on at all, I'm gonna stop to at least watch a part of it, but it's hard to get out because it's like. Even that part where I think it's going to slow down when like Sam Elliott's going to like leaves on the train that you might think, oh, we're going to slow down for a minute. No, then it kicks into a whole nother gear. And, you know, just just yeah, it's 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 crazy. And then I always forget 
for some reason I've seen it many times that Powers Booth, like he he dies earlier than I remember. And yeah. then we're kind of left with Michael Bean as Ringo, who's Michael Bean is greatness too, because he is like the kind of quiet secondary guy to Powers Booth, who still seems like he's even more evil in some way, you know, it's like more crazy. And like, cause when, when they, they mentioned that when they're like, Oh, you killed, uh, what was it? Curly Bill? No. Yes. Was... Yeah. 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 Curly they're Bill. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Oh, you killed, you killed Curly Bill. Now Ringo's in charge. <laughs> You're like, Oh, right. <laughs> it's, it's like Powers Booth. Curly Bill has like, he seems like he could have leadership, but Ringo seems like the guy that he's very dangerous, but you don't really want him in charge. Cause it's like, I don't know. He seems even crazier. Like you can maybe reason with Curly Bill. It's like, but like Ringo's like, he tends to just kill people. I don't know. He just seems very scary. <laughs> like, he makes me think of uh, Ben, uh, Ben Foster's character in the uh, 310 to Yuma remake. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Cause he's like, he's, um, he's a literal mad dog. Like who was just, you know, and you're like, we don't want that guy in charge because <laughs> nobody's coming out alive when he's there. Well, at oh. least with, you know, Curly Bill, Curly Bill's kept us alive this long. <laughs> yeah. Ben Foster, so sorry, he's, very, he's so good because I just watched um, Hell, to High, Hell in High Water, the oh, man, which I'd never be... seen. And he's kind of a crazy guy in that a little bit. He's like the it was so good, not as rational one as Chris no. Pine, but uh, he's best yeah, Chris. He's, yeah, of course. Oh yeah, the best. Yes, <laughs> it's funny how I feel like he's really emerged as the best Chris. Although <laughs> I I like Chris Hemsworth a lot, but he uh, oh me too. He doesn't. I feel like he doesn't do much outside of thor so it's kind of outside of thor and then his uh what was the netflix one um with extraction uh, extraction which was fun but you know yeah i outside of that yeah you're right not much i wish he made more like kind of dtv style action movie or just i mean he looks the part yeah Yeah. he could do that i'm like and he's funny he's like he's self-aware yes yeah i just think he's stuck too much in the Thor thing, but you know, anyway, so. we can't go on yeah. about the Chris, but yeah, the Chris is, but and it's funny about Michael Bean at Tombstone as this as such a bad guy because I always think of him as two of my favorite, like good guys, and Aliens is Hicks and Terminator is Kyle Reese, and then he's like turns in this like performance where he's just like the real evil bastard, and it's just, <laughs> like, um, and then that whole last scene with him in Psychology is so good. Um, I mean, he got, I think. Val Kimmer got like actual cheers when he comes through like out of the shadows when I saw it in theaters before like if I remember right we were excited because you know you're like okay and then you see his face and he's like what where you know Ringo is just like oh crap and then now I now I have to back it up whereas <laughs> yeah. at least he knew he could he was faster than Wyatt Earp like he he knew that as you know yeah <laughs> and it's one of those I just I love it when he's like oh that was all just Josh and he's like I wouldn't yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man it's yeah he's so good um like i'm just scenes I, phenomenal too when he's she just shoots him so fast and he's like come on come on and he's like, <laughs> you're like wow like you're not this isn't done yet as a kid i was like man this is uh this is like not crazy but you're just like wow this is not what i expect my heroes to act like <laughs> right exactly exactly and to be um, fair doc doc holiday is not really a hero in the movie <laughs> that's true that's true he's not yeah he's definitely uh, he's loyal He's very loyal. He's but, like, yeah, he's definitely not a, and they put that pretty early on. He's not like a straight mm-hmm. up good guy. Um, no, when he's like yeah. robbing everybody at the very start of the game. Oh, yeah. and he's, <laughs> after he just knifes that, uh, knifes that, that guy that comes at him. And yeah. then from that point forward, you're like, well, this guy's cool. But then he's so equally charming when you first see him meet up with Wyatt Earp. And then he's, he sees Billy Bob Thornton character. And I love that they keep talking that he goes, oh, Johnny, I forgot that you were, you know, that you were, you were even there. 
you you can now go. <laughs> He's just like, okay. <laughs> oh man, it's uh, that's the only kind of hard part about Tombstone is I just sit here and just go like, this is great, this is great, you know. And it's like, I I, I don't know. I'm looking at my notes and I feel like it's actually more fun to talk about the behind the scenes stuff because we do it, just fall into going, yeah, the movie's great. You know it. You've seen it multiple times. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's and I'm going through my notes and we've somehow like almost hit on everything already um you know what you know what i'll say um thinking back to the cast this is one of those rare times where bill paxton doesn't play like an overly brash you know because when like you know (laughs) aliens he's over you know hudson's great but he's either overly brash or he's you know he's like super scared or nervous and this one Mm -hmm. he's he's kind of nice chill bill paxton i mean he still has his like moments but it's 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 different from those roles and they could have easily just been like one all right let's just have you be hudson (laughs) right he could have been like kind of you can be the really uh, annoying over-the-top brother who's like boisterous but is scared to back it up but no he's just kind of calm and plays his part well and has a tremendous destiny i mean that scene hits hard when you see it now when you when he's just like you know there's something about some of those death scenes where the hero gets to talk to the person who's dying and they, mm-hmm. they do the little, the shake when it almost looks real. And you're just like, Oh, oh gross. Like <laughs> I almost prefer my guy just blown up. So I don't have to worry about this stuff. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's less, uh, I guess emotional. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, you go sit there and watch them die, but, um, yeah, it's, he does have a good death scene. It, I, I could have been easy. I, I like it to be like kind of the shitty brother. Who's like kind of, brash but then kind of get scared when shit hits the fan because they were like oh just be Hudson again from aliens but um no but Paxton was great it's one of those times I'm like an actor I almost forget is not with us anymore because he's just oh, in so many things and it's like man he would have been doing like I'm still like great work I'm sure it's like probably character actor now these days but like um he could do a lot of stuff I mean he's so oh. different like this to aliens like something in true lies like he's so funny <laughs> true lies. he's so like, over yes and then in uh and then you know twister leading man type stuff yeah he could, he yeah. could pull that off be pretty serious yeah i yeah i always think of him you're you ever on the twister like experience at universal <laughs> no i haven't was, but i would love you to watch the video it's still on youtube of him coming in doing like the intro for the ride because he's like so serious about it and it's just like he puts like a he puts a foot up on like a fence and thumbs uh, thumbs in his jean the whole he's like He's like, hey, Bill Paxton here. <laughs> it's just, I don't know why. It always it cracked me and my family up. We just thought he was, because he's, he's taking it so seriously. Um, but he, yeah, he could do like anything. And I, yeah, one of those guys, Powers Booth, I think has passed away, correct? Like, is that, am I right about I, that? I think you're right. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, like, yeah. It's like, damn, yeah, he, Powers yeah, he, 2017. No, okay. Yeah. Oh, man. That long. Sheesh. It's like, yeah, some of these guys just you appreciate them while they're here because then you know you don't have like these are great like character actors, they're just great actors, really. Um, but you just lose them in the role. Like there's so many movies they were in that I, I didn't even know they were in because I don't remember them as an I just remember the character type thing. You know, there's right, some, right. certain actors that are just that do that. And then there's some where you're like, I love them, but I'm like, oh look at that. It's it's Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. He's just Maverick in this one. He's just, or he's, you know, Ethan Hunt, but he's still Tom Cruise. Right, right. I <laughs> and say- love him to death. Keanu's the same thing. He's so cool. I can't not see Keanu sometimes. I'm like, all right, I know it's John Wick, <laughs> but it's also, we wouldn't, we, we care more about it because it's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Whereas there's certain actors that you just love when they meld into whatever role they're in. Yeah, yeah. That there's like this holy trinity of 80s, 90s character actors who were in all these like horror and action movies. Uh, I, to me, it's Powers Booth, Michael Ironside, and Clancy Brown 
who were like these three guys who had like amazing voices, who had amazing presence, who you could like plug in. They could be like shorthand. They had like an authority to them and they, they were never like hardly ever the leads of anything, but they were amazing. Like they could be the bad guy. They could be like your uh, main cop, like Powers Booth is in Rapid Fire. Um, but those three guys, uh, those are guys I feel like you don't get guys like that very often, but they mm-hmm. and they pop up in so many things those two decades. <laughs> like um, I was so happy to see Clancy Brown in that John Wick 4 trailer. Oh. Don't um, even get me started. I have watched just, that ad nauseum. I've driven my a... family insane already. My wife's <laughs> like, are you watching that again? I was like, yep, I'm trying to find Scott Atkins in this, okay? Leave me alone. He's in the movie. <laughs> I know. I didn't see him in that trailer at all, which is like, where were they hiding him? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they are for good reason. And I'm, I, I don't want to, yeah. Okay. Hey, we could have done a whole bonus episode of the John Wick 4 trailer. <laughs> we could have. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that it that down. hits. Oh, it's so amazing. Second yeah. by second. Um, mm-hmm. I know. I, I won't talk about that now. But yeah, it's it looks amazing. I cannot wait for March. I'm glad that like, I was telling my friend, it was like, oh, next year. I'm like, well, next year is only like less than two months away. And then it's like, that's March actually true. Be, I mean, it'll, it'll be March here, will be here than before you know it. Oh, man, like I said, but... March is March is my, both of my kids' birthdays are in March. And I told them, I was like, guys, you come <laughs> second after John Wick <laughs> chapter four. I was, <laughs> I was like as soon as that comes out i'll be able to celebrate you <laughs> i love that you were honest with them and just said listen it's like john wick goes first in this house then you guys like, it was it was yeah. it was phenomenal too because my uh my my oldest was like i kind of already knew that dad and then my uh youngest was like we he's like sure whatever he, he could care less he's too cool for school but he's just like uh, he's like john wick four is better than me i was like uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry to say Sorry. Have you, I'm sorry, this is kind of another tangent, but I think you posted this on Twitter a couple times. Have you tried to like, John Wick, for example, have you shown your kids those movies? or? Oh yeah, my, my kids, yeah, my kids have, uh, I am probably not the best parent because they were watching certain things earlier than they they should have. Um, it was one of those things that my my wife was, just, she, she and I were like, well, there's no nudity in it. I'm like, yeah, but there's a ton of cursing and swearing, but that's okay. So like, yeah, they've seen, I, I waited until they were at least in their double- double digits to show them a lot of the classics but i was like all right boys i'm gonna show you rambo i'm gonna show you commando you're gonna see these things before you go to college so you're cooler than all of your friends and you know what i'm talking about because you can bring up tiktok i'm not gonna know but you're gonna know 80s and 90s action and also i did the same thing with like music when they were old enough i had weezer playing i had 80s music so they were like one of the few kids who could tell their friends when a song would come on in a movie they're like um you know, kids would love it. And they're like, uh, that's survivor. And they sang on the karate kid soundtrack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Very nice. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I was watching Robocop and I was like five, which probably should not have been happening, but you know, oh, well, uh, <laughs> I watched nope. a lot of stuff. I should not have been seeing when uh-huh. I was super young. It's fine. It turned out fine. Yeah, uh, some, not a violent somebody person. actually <laughs> mentioned that recently. I think it was Larry on his show. He mentioned mm-hmm. the, when he, when he uh, talked to Mike, he was like, a lot of us have that same story. We're like, we saw movies at an age that we shouldn't have. <laughs> and we're all we're all fine and the, well the weird thing about that they were kind of pushing this stuff to kids there was robocop toys there was a robocop cartoon yeah that came out very close rambo to, toys there was, there rambo, was rambo toys. Toy. i, I mean, loved my rambo my rambo figure i was like oh sweet i can play i like put him in the in the mud and had a guy walk by and he stabbed him you know i was like <laughs> <laughs> i mean this circles back to what we were saying earlier about like me seeing u.s marshals you seen tombstone like the stuff there wasn't i mean there was definitely stuff marketed to kids don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. even the stuff that was to adults they kind of like kids would just get and now there's this bigger separation these days. I don't know why there's like a, a bigger divide. Like I, I feel little kids don't see this stuff as much, maybe for their benefit, who knows, but I feel like, I feel like it gives us some, uh, you know, I don't know. It, 
it's it just cools that stuff when you're young. I don't know. I think it's like, it's like I, I wasn't I, hurt by it. <laughs> no, I I told the the story. I can't remember on whose podcast I was on. I think it may, it may have been Scott with um uh Scott Wiley with Action Addicts. But I remember we went to see Crocodile Dundee two, and the uh, drive-in, and I'm sitting there watching this, oh, whatever. And I I just can't remember what I I turned around, and there was Rambo three on a different screen. I couldn't hear it. <laughs> Uh-huh. And it was right when he's in that that little bunker and he's lighting his side on fire because he oh, got shot yeah. through. And I'm like <laughs> watching that and my like dad's and you know, and I didn't even watch the rest of Crocodile. I couldn't even hear Rambo three. And I watched that because I could see it through the other window. And I was like, uh, that's way cooler than whatever's happening over here. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I, I, now, I feel bad. A lot of kids I, or a lot of people I know nowadays, their kids won't have that those kind of stories. I know. I, I don't know. There's just this bigger. Maybe there's just more media for them to get i don't know like mm-hmm. it's weird there's just like they just don't get exposed to a lot of like adult or, like r-rated action movies now but it's weird i don't know how that happened but um question to put you on the spot a little bit because i'm just curious because you had kids has there been any movie you could think of where you thought this is gonna play like gangbusters and you showed it to your kids and it went over like a lead balloon was there anything that surprised you where you're like this is gonna kill and the kids were like don't like this <laughs> yeah yeah there's a few um <laughs> Ready to get my heart broken hearing this. Uh, what the yeah, I know. No, <laughs> I'm going to break my own heart because I'm like, these are these are my kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, what? honestly, I thought they would like like. Uh, you know what? To be fair, RoboCop, they they couldn't care less about. <gasps> oh, and no. I remember when I like sat them down, I was like, guys, get ready. Because <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, this this, this movie helped. And you know what? The bigger one than that that hurts. Conan the Barbarian. Oh, with Arnold. Okay. It's one of my favorite yeah. movies. You've heard, you know, I've, I've praised it from the time I, I saw it way too young, but while I <laughs> sat them down and I was like, all right, guys, you're going to see cinematic gold here. And they it, it, halfway, halfway through, they were just like, can, can we go? I was like, well, oh, he, he hasn't even, he that, hasn't even. <laughs> that hurts when someone's like, can I just go? And they don't want to finish it. You're like, but wait, there's still more. I'm like, I'm like oh, you're my offspring. Yeah. Apparently, I fail. Like, I'm like, this, this is this is your mother coming out. <laughs> the RoboCop one shocks me. I think even more because I think the premise is so good and the violence is still so insane that I feel like I can't imagine any kid being like, eh, like because the violence is still so crazy I know. that I thought they'd be in, or they'd be like, holy shit, I've never seen this before. Um, that is shocking. That one I think hurts. part of it is like, yeah. you know, they grew up in a time where they could see Gears of War and certain video oh. games that are way more violent. So it's like to them, it's like, eh. I wasn't even but thinking I, of the video game part, but you're right. Unfortunately, and, and I tried to <laughs> shelter them for a while. I was just like, but they go to friends' houses and I was like, look, I'm, I'm under no guys that you're not seeing these things. So I'm like, be honest <laughs> with me watch them here, make sure I know about it. And I, I, I will check things first if something's new before I let you watch it. Cause I don't want them to be, you know, see like terror, like, you know, really nasty things or things like that. that can like scar, you know, but blowing up people, whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. I think yeah. thankfully my yeah. oldest, he has more of my movie oh, sensibility. <laughs> so now that he's in, in college with some friends, he like, he's, he's texting me certain things and he goes, dad, none of these kids have seen, this or that and i was like well show them like be that friend that introduces them to these awesome classic movies so those <laughs> right, are the, they, the yeah conan's yeah. the one that hurts the most i i still have to take the knife out <laughs> and hand it back to him i'm, I'm like here here boys you've ruined dad's dad's failed <laughs> oh boy oh i'm sorry that happened that <laughs> both of them did really like accident man too so there i must go. be doing something right okay 
I'm sure I'm sure it's, I'm plenty of stuff has hit. So, you know, yeah. you gotta take the wins over the losses, but, uh, yep. <laughs> but yeah, I was just curious. I'm always people with people showing stuff to kids. It's like older and like, cause I feel like just, they've grown up in a whole different time, easily consume their own media, like the stuff so different now. Like, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's just always fascinated me, but I just had to ask. So, um, and to loop it all the way back around to tombstone, uh, a movie I forget is even rated R because not much language, no sexuality. The violence is, kind of out but i feel like they to, in today's world you could probably skirt that maybe to a p13 i'm trying to remember exactly i don't feel i feel like things are bloody but i'm it's not like limbs are being chopped off yeah and and <laughs> they don't they don't really linger on it it's don't like momentary bursts of violence like i yeah, said the one really, that like stood out to yeah. me was the shotgun at the face but that's because oh. you see the blood going but even then it's super quick and then they move on to the next scene so you're not yeah. like dwelling on it and I, like over I think the violence is so quick in this that it's like, yeah, there's, and there's a way you could, I'm mean, somebody could edit Peter thirteen very easily, but it's like, because of just the violence, it's R. And I, I for every time I'm like, oh yeah, it's rated R. I forget that it's rated mm-hmm. R. And it's like, um, yeah, cause it's so quick and they don't, it's not like uh, gratuitous, I would say, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just was thinking about that this time. I was like, oh yeah, rated R. Who I, you know, it's very easy to show on TV because you don't have to cut much. You don't have to so, cut much. Yeah, correct. Um, uh, I'm, I need, I'm looking at my notes. I don't really have anything else. So we, we, hit most of my points i think already so we powered through this thing <laughs> i know I, this is super short for one of for, for this show this you know? well you know what? it's it it, it kind of goes in with the movie talking about tombstone is like watching tombstone it's a fast pace there's not a lot to say because it's so good there's 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 not a lot to pick apart and you really don't dwell on it because the movie doesn't dwell on what happens and it just moves from one scene to the next yeah i you know it's just a fun i don't think it's very deep which i don't think is a negative i think it's just a very fun western action movie and uh i think most people have seen it if they haven't before this podcast i hope they seek it out because it's uh i think it sold up pretty well it doesn't feel to me it doesn't feel very dated i you know no no, not at all there's certain movies of its time where you're like yeah that's even though it's you can tell when it when it was made you know this was looks this looks like it could have came out yesterday yeah (laughs) so um well i guess i guess that's it on tombstone we both we both love Tombstone. We think it's great. Uh, see, <laughs> see, if anyone needs to endorse Tombstone, but you know, just in case. But uh, I, this there, one well, you know was, what? There's that one yeah. person out there that's like, well, if Andy and Matt like it, I'll finally watch it. I'm you like, know what? Fine. <laughs> I'm sure somebody who's listening probably has not seen it. And they're like, well, I need probably, the final push. Probably, but because we all we all have only so much time to see movies, and it's like, and there's you know, so many so, of them, especially nowadays. There's more oh and God, more stuff so comes many. out, and my my ever growing watch list is crazy because like. Like you said, when somebody mentioned, you know, blackout, I was like, well, put it on the watch list. And it's just like, <laughs> I, I, I almost need to curate the watch list or a, yeah, yeah. a must watch list from a watch list. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I do make a, like a, I go into like my notes and make like a sub list of things. I know I want to watch soon. Like out of my, my watch is 90 B. I, I haven't moved to letterbox. It's too much to move to letterbox. So it's been keeping it for like a decade or something. IMDb. It's like almost 2000 movies. And I try to, to watch. <laughs> like on my watch list to watch okay. currently because I've been keeping it for like a solid decade. And okay, once I started listening to movie podcast, it just went up exponentially because it's like anytime someone mentioning it sounds like kind of interesting. I'm mm-hmm. like, let me put that on the list. So I don't ever forget about it. And I'll go through the list all the time and be like, I don't remember where this even came from. What is this movie? Um, I try to cut stuff off, but I'm like, maybe one day I'll get to it. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> so then I'm like, it ain't hurt anything to leave it here. Even though I look at it and go, I'm never going to watch all 2000 or whatever it is of these movies like but sure. at least i know where to go to find something or you know maybe it's you know pop up because i'll scroll through it randomly and like 
switch up the filters of like, oh, give me the horror movies or give me the action movies. And I might see something and then like, oh, I forgot this is you on my list and go watch it. Like, um, but it's tough these days. It's just like it can so be. many movies to watch, to catch up on even. And they keep, they keep making these movies. I tell well, you. And then, then, then there'll be these, these Twitter watches where some, you know, one of our friends posts, like, you know, what was it last year this time? Um, uh, Albert, uh, Albert Pune's, um, Oh. Uh, nemesis and then we all like drop what we were doing and we watch we rewatch <laughs> nemesis and then we all gush about it for two weeks and then yeah, it's like it's... <laughs> i'm like i was gonna watch whatever it was but now i'm watching nemesis <laughs> oh um, i just need yeah i need help sometimes to pick what to watch because i just stare at like the list or I stare at my movies and i'm like I, I don't know and i just oh i there's so many times it, it takes me back to when i was young and because one of my favorite things was staying the night at my uh my grandma's house because my grandma would take me to the movie store and she'd just sit in the car while I picked, while I walked up and down aisles, picking out movies. And then the best thing is she left me alone. I mean, I love her. She would like hang out and she'd watch certain movies. Like she goes, that guy's handsome. And I was like, yeah, his name is Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's good. All right, <laughs> <laughs> and all this stuff. But then she'd leave and I could stay up without my brothers and sisters bothering me. And I could mm -hmm. watch all these action movies. And she, she didn't care what I rented. So it was like, all right, blood sport, you know, uh, blood sport, kickboxer, you know, <laughs> all these things. And I, I remember just, and now I do the same thing though. But when I just, when I, I scroll through things that I own on like digital or look at my own movie collection, I'm just like, well, I watch that. No, no. I think sometimes that's half the fun is just thinking about what I'm going to watch versus yes. watching yes. something. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, they went with that cover art when this other poster is so much cooler. And now that we're in a digital age, they could put the cooler poster on there. And then I start oh. thinking about that and going down this crazy rabbit hole of like, what, what other posters were there? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I'll be like, oh. two, you know, two hours have passed. I'm like, guess I'm not watching anything. tonight. Yeah, exactly. You spent so much time. You could have watched the whole movie in the time it took to decide. And then I go like, I'll go watch some random videos on youtube that you know five ten minutes a piece and i then i can go to sleep like i it's yeah. like i don't have time for a two-hour movie but i can go watch some random stuff on youtube but um right. these are real like first world problems they are super <laughs> first world problems. you know i do have one final question about yes. Jamestown. where would you rank this in your kurt russell kind of oh favorite man. list oh man that's tough that's really tough um oh boy uh like big trouble in little china may be my favorite kurt russell because... you and i are on the same page my okay. friend okay just because I feel like it kind of encapsulates everything he does in one movie very well. Like, cause I love that he lets himself be the butt of the joke. That's what really, I think makes himself mm -hmm. a little different from some other guys around that time. Like eventually slow uh, will kind of come around and making fun of themselves. But Kurt Russell was way ahead of the curve. Like he lets himself be the goof of that movie. I that's, I, that's <laughs> true. Even, even to this very day, cause we hear about certain actors whose contracts, they can only get punched a certain oh. number of times or they have to win a certain <laughs> number of fights. And I'm like, oh. Kurt Russell never cared. And he was awesome. And we're still yeah. talking about him. I laugh so hard every time that they're uh, Kurt Russell's like kind of with that little group and they're about to kind of like almost charge at the end of big time. And he's like, here we go and shoots the tile and knocks himself out for <laughs> it's like, Oh, it's so good. Like the other like that. part. Yeah. That, yeah, that part. And then the other one, when they're, they're trying to get out of the, uh, with all the, um, with the, uh, uh, girls and stuff and then he's hiding trying to get his like knife out because it like flies out of his hand oh yeah and his his uh buddy takes out everybody and then he jumps out he's like ah and they're all down he's like oh okay and he just puts his <laughs> knife away i was like see who else is gonna do that but kurt russell yeah i don't know it's i mean man it's tough it's probably like uh big trouble trouble china is number one uh i like him in the thing but it's not my 
he's very good in it. But I think what I want from him is more Big Trouble, Little China than The Thing, because I want it to be a little more fun. But uh, The Thing's amazing, amazing movie. He's but uh, this, I mean, um, he's really good in Hateful Eight. Uh, he's really good in Hateful Tombstone. Eight. Tombstone. I'm looking at his filmography to remind myself about like um, stuff he's done. Um, oh boy, Escape from I, New York. Holy yeah, shit! Oh, I almost forgot about that yeah. one. <laughs> Uh, I I have a great time with Tango and Cash. Uh, so do I to this very day. Yeah, it's funny because before I saw the movie, everyone kind of shit on it, and then I saw it, and I was like, "This is pretty good." What are you guys talking about? Like, um, uh, I, yeah. I mean, those are those are up there. I, he's again never upset to see in a movie, even in like a part like Mister Nobody in the Fast and Furious movies. I don't mind it. I I the, the character itself is kind of dumb as like this like know-it-all like shadow government guy it's not a great character but like because it's kurt russell i like it so much more <laughs> even though he doesn't really get to shine but it's like hey it's still kurt russell it's not that bad so um Agreed. yeah yeah <laughs> so um i don't know it, it, uh, your favorites between china as well like it, could you rank this amongst other ones or um in terms of like starring roles yeah i think this one's yeah. high this is definitely top top five Oh, it yeah. might sound weird because like I kind of agree with you with the thing. It's weird. I don't feel that as a Kurt Russell movie. It's more right. of that ensemble piece and he plays into it. He doesn't shine. I mean, he shines because he's so good, but <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't shine on purpose, I think. Um, yeah, exactly. It's if, like I don't, if, that, it's a, if that makes sense. It's an yeah, it, no, it makes perfect sense. It's an ensemble piece. I almost feel like the the effects are the star of the show in that movie, you know. It's oh, like, totally. Uh, those guys, but I mean him, Keith David are great. Um like it but it just didn't feel like it's i don't think in a movie that stars anybody it's like it's just it's it, just the thing <laughs> yeah it's, it's hard to describe you're probably yelling like it stars kurt russell it's like i know it stars kurt russell but it's like it's just not i think he's had better chances to shine as like a movie star i guess mm -hmm. but even if yeah. he's great in a thing but like big trouble little china i love when he's having fun i just love when he's like like getting a goof off a little bit and have a good time and like yeah, it's just he's he's the best. He's one. He's sometimes I think he's my favorite actor. It's very hard to pick a favorite, but he's always like one of the favorites for sure. Um, oh, yeah. But so, yeah. I would say this was this is definitely top top five Kurt Russell. Um, yeah, maybe, it might sound maybe. weird. I actually really like Soldier. Not a lot of people talk about it, but Soldier's really cool with Kurt Russell. I haven't seen Soldier since oh, I was like a kid when it came yeah, out. And when yeah. when he like says three whole words in the entire oh, thing, yeah. but got like super, <laughs> super jacked for his age because mm -hmm. at that time. People were like, this guy actually worked out for a movie. <laughs> Forgot he's really, oh, he is really jacked. But I, that, see, that, I thought I wouldn't like it because if it's Kurt Russell saying three words, it's like, I want Kurt Russell to, to, have, to talk more. But um, I do kind of want to rewatch His Soldier. eyes say so much when he's in yeah. that movie. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually mean, just yeah. watched it again. I watched a couple oh. of um, uh, months ago. And for me, it, it definitely held up. I mean, because I've only seen it the once when I was a kid. So I feel like I want to watch it again and like, you know, because I remember it kind of got, again, a movie that kind of uh, didn't do well when it came out critically mm -hmm. or commercially. But I've heard some people say like, oh, it's better than you remember. But um, but yeah, I will uh, again on the watch list. Someday I'll get back around. Yeah. In, in the next decade or so. <laughs> I'll get there. Um, well, I guess I guess that's it. So uh, thank you for being here. It was great to finally get no, to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you for having me. I've been listening forever and your show's awesome. And it's one of those things where I'm like, man, I hope I get to talk to him one day. So now I can mark that off on my list too. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you very much. And I, that means a lot. I appreciate that. So, um, it was great to get to talk to you. So we've been, and uh, while Twitter still exists, so that's good. We got this. <laughs> so whatever is going to happen with that, I won't even go into more, but it just seems like I'm on the Titanic and it's, 
falling it's sinking around me and i'm just like well i'll be here till it goes down <laughs> same here i'm i'm there till yeah you and i will be playing the we'll be the uh part of the, the, the band that's the, playing the, the orchestra the, playing as it goes down <laughs> yeah i'm just like i'll stick it out to see what happens but uh mm-hmm. it's uh, a very interesting time we'll just leave it at that well yeah we'll say that so but i'm glad we did this before any of that happened <laughs> so, <laughs> on twitter i've met so many great people on twitter so i would you know i'd be very sad if it this was gone or you know whatever but i'm gonna do my best to make sure i'm gonna get as many numbers i'm gonna make sure oh, i'm on yeah. as many discords i'm on as many <laughs> like, um you know uh instagram i just started I, i've had it forever i never really use it i just liked friends stuff oh and yeah, now yeah. i'm like well maybe i should start at least posting a little bit there because that's where some of my friends are from twitter and if anything happens to that <laughs> that's that's the the weird fallback which it, it's not even similar but it's good to have options yeah it's good uh, to have options i thought of starting like a facebook group for for the podcast but hmm. yeah it's, it's funny because facebook I, <laughs> our, our friend mike scott pointed out he's like guys you know these other companies are just as evil as if you think twitter's like if you're leaving twitter you think like oh elon musk is evil and they're an evil corporation it's like most of these corporations are they're all kind of you know yeah. it's like they're all facebook owns instagram and all you know it's it's the whole we've thing. all got so, blood on our hands so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so they're all bad like i don't like what elon musk is doing or in, in any sense of doing it twitter but it's you trade we're going to be the positive voice that's there until we are goes down i just want to have some outlet to talk to people so (laughs) right um yeah i know i I, the facebook thing is like i really want to go to facebook but if not i'll be on instagram i'll plug it all at the end but anyway so while we're talking about this stuff do you want to plug people can follow you oh sure i mean if they want to they're just going to get not much just like oh look at that andy likes this so uh i am at uh andrew m gorham at instagram and twitter and that's kind of the main things i'm at so, okay, yeah, great, yeah. Everyone should be keep it simple because, and easy. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of positivity, which we need more of these days, especially on Twitter. So, no, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, for our stuff, uh, while you can, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Film Feast Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Maplet eighty seven. You follow me and the podcast on Instagram at Film Feast all one word. Um, trying to think, I'm trying to get more things out now that you can always email the podcast at I believe. Oh boy, I've done this in a while. I think it's the Film Feast at gmail.com i don't if you want to just contact them if you're not on any kind of social media just email me um i want to hear from people um and yeah i can't think of anything else so i guess that's it for this time everybody and we'll talk to you next time bye everybody